1: now it's real life lending with your host financial services expert eric Golovsky.
2: Good evening, friends. You've got me, Jessica Couch, tonight filling in for Eric Olofsky. Eric is the host of Real Life Lending. He's been in the industry over 27 years and created the show just out of frustration with the um, rumors that were going around with um, teaser interest rates and just bad information, misinformation. So, Eric is a big believer in education and and really loves working with people directly at the kitchen table and started this show that's been on, I think, over five years now. Spread into lots of different stations, and I am so excited to be with you this evening, and excited to have uh, my VA guy here tonight, John Holco.
3: I'm your guy, John Holco, here with Essex Mortgage.
2: Yeah, with your great accent, it makes me think of that any uh, anytime I say I've got a guy, you, you always got a guy.
3: Where are you from, John? So I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. So that's where the accent comes. Uh, you know, it's kind of dwindling now. <laughs> I, I years, disagree. But it comes yeah. out sometimes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so John's our guy for VA, so we're going to have some fun tonight. Um, Just before we started, we were doing our Facebook Live post and um, asking our friends if they had any questions they could call in. John, what's the number we're going to call in tonight if you have questions?
3: Yeah, if you have any questions, please call in. It's uh, 925-203-5808. Again, 925-203-5808.
2: John loves me putting him on the spot so I was asking him on Facebook live what his prediction is for this coming year for rates so we got to chatting about that and I think it's a, a valid conversation to have so can you tell us kind of where are we right now like wh- where are we right now and then we'll talk about where
3: we think we're going right so right now conventional um you know with the average uh, home consumer uh, we're looking at a four eight seven five is par so, so still under five so we're under five but I know what does par mean so it doesn't it doesn't cost the consumer or anything. It doesn't cost the lender. So no lender credit needed. Okay. Um, it's just it's what the rate is today.
2: Now, what is that based on? I mean, is it is that based on a credit score of, say, 700 or above? Or where is the mark for an average right now, would you say?
3: So, yeah, that would be a 700 with no points. Okay. Right? Because there would be some sort of points if you have below a seven. Um, and it's it breaks down as the lower the credit score gets. Um, okay. 640, of course. Um,
2: now, what's the minimum credit score you need
3: to purchase? Minimum credit score, 580. 580?
2: Five, five Didn't with, it used to be like 640 or something? Yeah, 580?
3: With certain products, it's it's 580. Um, but conventional, you need a 620. Okay. Just, that's what it is. Uh, Govy loans, it requires a 620.
2: So. Okay. Now, we were chatting before the show, you had said for the predictions for you know this coming year and the changing rates have it, things as um, simplistic or maybe not simplistic as Twitter and, and decisions that the president makes or, you know, politics that are totally out of our control could change the rate. Could you speak to that? Twitter is involved?
3: Yeah. Well, it, it's really not. It doesn't really affect the mortgage rate, but it does affect the stock market. And the stock market okay. is tied in with the mortgage-backed security system. So as, you know, we saw a big trend in the beginning of the presidency with, you know, he was tweeting and it was a the markets drastically I mean they were doing big swings off of one tweet wow and it was yeah it was starting to affect the markets and it was something definitely to pay attention to um not a big concern but definitely you keep an eye on it uh, right and what I was seeing was you know with the stock market if it Takes a big hit, the mortgage-backed security system does better, so our rates get a little better. But with daily daily swings like that with Twitter, it was very interesting to watch. So wow. yeah, I just always keep my eye out. So when everybody asks, what do you think the the future holds? Honestly, it's it's kind of a wild card. I I really think that the rates will rise, continue to rise. I think we're going to end the year with a five, with five and an eighth.
2: And where do you see us next year? Where do you see things heading?
3: I think we're going to hover around that five, five and an eighth. We'll have some ups and down swings throughout the year, but I still continue I still think it's going to continue to rise for sure.
2: And, well and we were looking at uh, we were looking online you know I like to consult Google for everything right and we got a real mixed opinion right online with we have this right here um, between mortgage bankers Association Freddie Mac Fannie Mac realtor.com that declined to call you know make a call uh, National Association of Realtors we've got like a whole point in between guesses of four and a half all the way up to five and a half for next year on predictions so I mean how how can this many different government agencies have this big of an opinion
3: well it's like again there's no crystal ball it's it's really dependent on the market and what the future holds you know i think 2019 is gonna be a great year Mm -hmm. but i still think that we will rise it's just interest it's been cheap money for a long time Uh uh-huh and i think it's gonna get a little more expensive as we go and the market's calling for it It has not been a slowdown in the market so right if we have a slowdown then they might you know relook at interest rates um and, and the rise maybe mm-hmm. they'll put a freeze or hold on how much they r- the interest rates do rise
2: oh. So Would, I, have we one. seen something like that happen before? The government putting a freeze on how much rates could rise over the course of a year or a certain time period?
3: Well, they don't put a freeze, if you will, and then terms. But yeah, they do. They do slow down on the interest okay. rate rises, and that's how we had interest rates at historical lows at that point, you know, uh-huh. not three years ago now. Um, and it would just it got to that point where the market was that at that level and that's where the interest rates stopped and they stayed low for a while and they're still historically low compared to the last 20 years
2: Right. Now Eric and I love to talk about this because I think he said his first interest rate which is before I bought my first house was somewhere in the nines. When I bought my first house in 1999 um, it was 7.9. It had just come down below an 8. They said this is amazing You know, we need to lock your rate right, right away. And I didn't have a point of reference and of course being in the industry now and seeing how low rates are. When we continue to see prices rise, we, we continue to see, you know, great amount of equity growth and value for our, our, our consumers and our customers, which is great. But rates have stayed pretty steady. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this next year goes. We were finally seeing some more inventory in our marketplace, which it's been a long time without inventory. So that's going to affect things now
3: yeah it, inventory is low, and that you know the builders are just not building the starter homes uh the the margin for them is more in the three hundred and eighty and four hundred thousand dollar homes uh-huh. that. that's just a better margin for them um right now starter homes are still hard to find um we're just hoping for more move up buyers uh-huh. just looking for that bigger property, maybe the house you know the family's grown and they right. need an extra bedroom or two um and just looking to move up so yeah, yeah, we, if you're, yeah. you're out there listening and you have if you're on the fence definitely give us a call and uh, let's let's have a discussion about it i mean you'll be surprised at how much equity your house has gained and how much buying power you might have for a move up
2: and um, what's your number john if somebody wants to text you after the show or you know they don't want to call in they just want to deal with you privately yeah
3: yeah my number is 916-633-3277 And that's my cell phone. You can reach me directly anytime. I'm always available. And I'm just, you know, uh, like Eric, I kind of got into this industry as being an ex-military. I was working at a veteran disability claims office, and we had one or two coming in a day just curious about the VA home loan. And I'm like, I really want to bridge that gap. I really have the answers for them. So I, I changed my major in in college and I went to the finance with the mortgage and real estate track because uh-huh. I really wanted to help veterans. That was my goal. So well, I, being
2: a veteran, you you have a different tap on this than somebody. You know, I, I was never in the military. I love working with veterans, but you you really have the inside scoop on what it takes. There there's forms that I only know the the you know numbers to that you need for a transaction for a loan with a, a veteran, right? It's a special process.
3: Yeah, it's a little bit a little more. A little bit more of a process, Uh but you know, I speak that language very well. Just being ex-military myself, so there's not many terms or acronyms that I have to be reminded of, and that can be frustrating to some consumers. You know, trying to deal with a loan officer or whoever, just Uh and having to explain all of the acronyms and the definite in the meanings of everything Uh uh-huh so without needing to have that frustration i I wanted to fill that gap and and, how about like
2: tracking down forms if you're a veteran you have special needs right for the forms that you need is that something that you know with your background and with your knowledge that you're able to you know really what's the word i'm looking for like you know just speed right through because you know the process as someone else may not
3: yes i have a direct direct access and be able to get anything i need for your VA matters, especially for home loans. Um, you know, I still have a very good connection at Placer County here, and I just, you know, call over and I can get any forms I really need, um, or I can have the client go in there and get them. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it's it's a pretty smooth process. Um, there are things you need, you know, DD-214s, proof of eligibility that you're in the military. Uh-huh and letter of eligibilities, of course. If you have a disability claim, where is it at in the process? Uh-huh. You know, So there's a lot of things that, you know, a typical maybe a civilian loan officer might not know unless they have many years of experience with VA. So I, I think I have that behind me and I really just, again, I just, I'm here to help and, and no pressure. I just want to help you out. If you have questions, definitely give me a call. Um, and I can I can walk you through the process for sure
2: I love working with VA one of the things that we do special for VA is we cover all of their inspections and their appraisal cost so we like to spout about VA being a zero out of pocket which it it, it can be right it, it can be sure, but it you still can. have an inspection cost you still have an appraisal cost um, and then you still have a closing cost credit that you know we really negotiate really hard to make sure we get for our buyers um, and in this market right now with buyers anything that's been on the market over 30 days we're having some success with getting closing costs. So, if you're a VA buyer out there, you want to have a conversation about this, feel free to text or call me direct at 916 532 8916. We do something special for VA. We want to, we want to thank you for your service and um, find a way of giving back to you so you can really be zero out of pocket. I think that'd be a great way to go. Um, one of the advantages to VA is condominiums. A lot of FHA cannot get into condominiums. Um, the, the condominium complexes have ruled out FHA. So, I thought it'd be fun Fun in our minute we have left before our first break here to take a look at the difference between San Francisco and um, There's a great condominium on Cabrillo Street, great close to the ocean, close to Golden Gate Park, terrific area. This is listed at four forty nine. First open house is going to be this weekend. So if you guys want more info, feel free to call me. Um, I think the the difference in this is the HOA is six hundred and sixty a month. And we took a look at a really cool condominium in Sacramento County, which is in a um, hot. Spot of downtown area um, on in street so you're in the the heart of downtown listed at 330 and the hoa is 400 a month so there is not a huge span here in a in a one bedroom one bath condominium that a va could get in on you're still below the limit for a va yeah talk more about that when we come back we'll have misha
1: it's real life lending with financial services expert eric Golowski.
2: I am awake now. I like the music. We are here tonight. I'm Jessica Couch here filling in for Eric Olowski. I'm here with John Hulko. And we have boss lady Misha on the phone tonight to give us some updates with Santa Cruz Market. Misha, are you with us?
4: I am, Jessica. Thank you. Hi, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. I'm in sunny Santa Cruz. It's nice and hot down here.
2: Ah, jealous. I love that place. I just love it there. So what what are you seeing trending in your marketplace right now? Or is there still really low inventory there?
4: There is still really low inventory, and we're seeing more buyer hesitation when it comes to putting in offers. Sellers are still looking for elevated prices, and buyers are getting more and more savvy. It's it's taking them more steps of review, more visiting the house more than once, uh, more crunching and running of numbers, and being very, very certain before they actually go out and put in an offer. And sometimes they're waiting to see what other kinds of offers come in. Is there going to be a bidding more? Some people just can't handle the emotional roller coaster of putting an offer on a house and finding out there are 20 other people trying to buy that same home. So we're definitely so are seeing you... the market impacted.
2: Are you, sorry to interrupt you, are you still seeing deadlines happening there where, you know, a house is going on the market and there are deadlines Friday to see if there's a bidding war? Are you seeing a lot of that with your buyers?
4: We are seeing some of it. Um, generally speaking, the realtors that are in this area, I have the benefit of working with some really, really knowledgeable realtors who understand the market. they understand how to, to price the home and market it effectively. So for properties that may be less desirable um, but still maybe in a good location but just not the best house out there, they will not set a deadline. They won't give the hard and fast, but for homes that they know are going to have a lot of competition, they are giving short deadlines and, uh, and they then get inundated. With offers.
2: Interesting. Now, what are the limits there in Santa Cruz? Uh, what, what's the county that you're in there for Santa
4: Cruz? I'm in Santa Cruz County.
2: It's Santa Cruz County and also. Okay. Our, our,
4: conforming so, lo- mm-hmm. our conforming loan limit is 679,
2: 650. Okay. So a little higher so, than what we have in Sacramento. It, it and are is, you still and, seeing and a, and a lot of FHA and VA?
4: We do. have VA has a great opportunity because of the VA loan limit being a million dollars. So VA buyers definitely have an upper hand in this market. Um, FHA, a lot of the times we see people in this area using FHA loans because of the higher debt-to-income ratio, allowing them to qualify to buy a more expensive home. It's not about limited down payment. It's really about them pushing the boundaries of what they qualify for on paper.
2: Well, that's interesting. Now, what are you seeing um, in as far as buyers right now and and, and the difference um, that you're able to help buyers with to be able to get into a home? We we had chatted a little bit about that, just about really preparing buyers. What do you do that's different to, to really help buyers get into something and make them feel prepared?
4: Well, like Eric, I really believe that my role in this industry is about educating people. I, I, make a point of spending extra time informing people, consumers, about how their credit works, how their credit score affects so many different things in their life, um, how savings would benefit them, how paying down certain credit cards will elevate their credit score, how putting money into a retirement plan will help their tax situation. I mean, we talk about those things and I direct them to the proper professionals so that they get from the horse's mouth, so to speak, that expert opinion in that avenue that they need the most financial structuring. And I encourage people to look early and have ample conversation. I want my buyers to make all of their decisions because they understand the process that they're in. And that's, I think, the most important part is to look at every single facet and and really sit down with people, whether it's over the phone, whether it's via the internet, whether it's live chatting through the website getting connected with them so they feel comfortable sharing the truth of their finances so that you can help guide them into a position of understanding what they have, how they could better it, and where they can go from here.
2: So it sounds like you're doing a whole lot more than just giving them a lender letter. You're really helping them with the budget, with structure, helping them understand the nuances of, of what they're getting into. You know, the biggest financial decision they're going to make, right? It sounds like you're doing a whole lot more.
4: Absolutely. And I have had people who have said, well, I don't need to know. I don't need you to know all of that. I just want to know what I qualify for. And and I'll give them examples of how the loan process doesn't take everything into consideration. So I ask questions about their gym memberships. Do they have certain dietary restrictions? Do they um, have a I have one client who just told me that they have a dinner club, and they do an extravagant dinner once a month, and it costs them 250 bucks. I said, well, let's put that in the, in the budget. You know, make sure that we're accounting right, right. for these things, because we want homeownership to be about making positive impact in your life, not crippling your lifestyle so that you can have a place that you call your own.
2: Sure. How, how does somebody reach you, Misha? Do you have a website, and can you give out your phone number?
4: I do. My name is Misha Dimitruk. My phone number is 831 831- Four three five zero three eight five. You can email me, Misha at Essex Mortgage, M-E-S-H-A, and find me on Facebook, Misha at Essex Mortgage.
2: Well, thank you so much, Misha. Thanks for calling in. It's always great to chat with you.
4: Thanks, Jessica.
1: It's real-life lending with financial services expert, Eric Golovsky.
2: Hello and happy Tuesday, friends. We are back. Real Life Lending. I'm Jessica Couch, filling in for Eric Alofsky, and we have John Hulko in-house with us tonight, and we have Misha on the phone with us. We were just chatting during the break about creating that opportunity for buyers. Hey, how are you able to do that, Misha? How are you creating opportunity for, for buyers that are having a hard time getting into a home in Santa Cruz?
4: Well... The price point being so high in Santa Cruz, one of the things that people run into frequently when they're looking to qualify is that they've spent so much money paying someone else's mortgage that they haven't been able to save for their own down payment. And so we have the benefit in Santa Cruz County of having a lot of property that falls within USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture uh, guidelines that allows people to qualify for a zero money down purchase. Now, there are restrictions to that program. There are income restrictions based on the number of people in your household and the median income for that for the county. But it does create a great opportunity for people who are not looking to live in the city proper, who want to buy a home, and don't have the down payment, but can manage the monthly obligation. And that's something, having knowledge in this industry and knowing the plethora of options of loan products out there, that's key to creating opportunity for buyers who are struggling.
2: Well, and I would imagine you've developed really good relationships with good local realtors that are there, that when something like this comes up, you can call and say, you know, hey, I've got, you know, John and Mary, they're qualified to this amount. Here's what they're looking for. What do you have coming up? So you may... You, that may be another way of really creating the opportunity for buyers, having those relationships that you have to be able to get buyers into things that maybe you know not the public knows about yet. Maybe they're not yet on the market. Maybe it's a pocket listing or something that is soon coming.
4: Absolutely. And creating those alliances with different real estate agencies, different agents in different offices, definitely gives the buyers that I work with the ability to Understand if there's something coming up soon or if there's going to be a property, maybe we know someone is selling at some point down the road, we can put that bee in the bonnet and let those buyers work on making sure that they qualify so that we put forward a really strong, approvable offer that we can take all the way through to getting those buyers the keys.
2: Well, that sounds like a great idea. So we were talking just before the break about rates. John was giving us his predictions. You know, where do you see this market heading You know, towards the end of this year and then into next year? Do you have any predictions, Misha?
4: Well, I am somewhat of a dinosaur in this industry. So I, have, like Eric, have seen rates in double digits and watched them come all the way down. So when people tell me rates are so high right now, Uh There's a little bit of an internal chuckle because that just tells me that consumers' memories are a little bit short at sometimes, and they're (laughs) looking at just what rates were last year or last spring even Um, so when we talk about where rates are going and where i think rates will end up i think rates are clearly on the rise Um, but i think that there are a lot of things that come into play when we talk about whether or not rates will be raised the fed has said that they would like to raise rates again Um, they've gotten a little bit of backlash from the current administration for it saying that it stifles consumer confidence and it, right. does because the housing market really shows the rest of the economic structure of the United States, where buyers are feeling. Um, so the fact that people are putting expenses on their credit card is not showing confidence in the US. The fact that people right. are willing to spend money and put themselves out there and obligate themselves to a payment, speaks to their confidence. So right now we have kind of a mix of people saying, huh, I'm not really sure where we're going. And I'm concerned because rates are going higher. Prices are going higher. Inventory is limited. I might be battling. I think we're going to get a little bit higher before the year is over. Um, I would like to see a little bit of a leveling in, in the early parts of next year. And it'll be interesting to see what fourth quarter earnings are for big corporations and and how the economy washes out at the end of the year just to see where we actually sit as far as growth and there's a lot of talk about projections and the jobs report but as everybody who's been in this industry for a long period of time knows the jobs report does not indicate how many people have been out of work and are no longer eligible for benefits so there's a lot of a lot of different avenues that we can go with this but i'm going to say up is where we're headed
2: So, Misha, leave your phone number again.
4: 831-435-0385.
2: Thank you so much. Have a great evening. It was great catching up with you, and thanks for the info.
4: Thanks, Jessica. It's
1: real-life lending with financial services expert, Eric Golofsky.
2: Happy Tuesday, friends. We are back. It's Jessica Couch filling in for Eric Alofsky, Hope's host of Real Life Lending, here tonight with John Hulko And we were just chatting about down payment assistance. <clears throat> this has really made a comeback, right? We're, we're seeing a lot of folks being able to use this program. Can you tell us a little bit about the down payment assistance program? It's, the name of it is?
3: The, well, we have a couple here. We have CalHafa, which is offered through every, everywhere. Okay, But we also have a Chinwa program. A um, Chinois.
2: What? And what is that?
3: So it's a actually actually a grant program. So we can get you into the house, um, down payment covered. You have to do you do have to come out with one percent, um, but it, that project that the product is going to be changing here in the next month, I believe. So definitely something to take advantage of if you're on the fence. Um, but yeah, it's a grant program, so that means it's forgiven as long as you honor the contract and you pay on time every month. Then wow. the down payment is.
2: Forgiven. Forgiven. And they're coming in with 1%. They
3: do come in with 1%. Wow. So.
2: That's incredible. So I was thinking with these down payment assistance programs, if you are an owner-occupant, we have a few properties, well, quite a few actually, um, that are on the market that we're seeing some, uh, one of which is a price reduction. It's ninety six fifty six Appalachian, 56 um, I'll give our website. All the properties are listed there with information. But Appalachian is um, has been lowered almost $15,000. It's been on the market over 30 days. And uh, although this is one of our listings, I'm going to tell you listeners, anything that's been on the market it over 30 days, we can almost always get you closing costs. So um, this property at 335, our buyers would have a great advantage. They get free inspections. Um, when it's our listing, they also get a free appraisal. And I think we could swing your closing costs. Um, we have another one at 4701 Ravenstone. It's a, You were there with me this week, John. We nice. ran open houses. We uh, nice house. have a pretty big house, too, with a nice remodeled kitchen. Four bedrooms, two baths, listed at 289 um, We have one we just took tonight at 2673 Dawes Street in Sacramento in Rancho Cordova. Uh, total remodel. Complete and total remodel. Uh, brand new state-of-the-art appliances. She put about $12,000 of work into it. Just got a job offer. She's moving, moving out of area. Uh, going on the Market at 325. We've got a three bedroom, two bath coming up in Antelope at three low 300s. And we have a condominium coming up in San Francisco proper. So if you are somebody who is looking for um, a property, either as an owner occupant or as an investor, that we're going to talk about here next, you could get all that information off jesscouchteam.com, J E S S C O U C H team.com. And all of our properties are available there. Now, if you're not an owner occupant, and you are looking for an investment property. What is the difference? What is the, the difference in this loan product, John?
3: So, yeah, you, the investor, you, as an investor, you're going to, you know, a, interest rates going to be a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Why is that? Why are they paying more?
3: Well, it's a couple factors. Is it um, a
2: little riskier of a loan because they're not an owner-occupant?
3: Yeah, definitely. You have the risk involved as well as there's an income coming in. Okay, So it's, so
2: it's a little bit dependent on that.
3: Right. And the biggest factor though is the risk. Uh-huh. So, you know, and you do have vacancies in the property, so that comes into a factor as well. And that's Wait, positive. there's vacancies? Right. What? <laughs> Not in the Sacramento area it seems as lately, but yes, oh, kind
2: are. of everywhere. But that makes sense. So you you do have a little more risk in these properties. How big of a change are you going to see from an owner occupant property with, you know, than a investor property? How big is that swing in interest rate? For that risk,
3: um, it's usually around a around a point, so you're looking at a one percent increase on your okay. interest rate. unusual um we can always buy that down if we have an investor that's savvy um has some money set aside, you know we can look at buy downs and okay. you know, be given some lender credit to get it down as well um if you work with Essex, of course um but yeah it's it's definitely something it do, something to pay attention to It's not something you just don't bat an eye at it mm-hmm. is an percent I- higher, so it definitely has to be factored in
2: sure. Um, something you'd want to analyze and make sure you have as a portion of your cap rate. I mean, that's how we run the cap rate is over, you know, what your total payment is going to be, um, you know, what your vacancy rate is, what your cost to operate is. We can really come up with a good cap rate. So one of the, the free resources that I really like to use is, is Rent-O-Meter. Rent-R-E-N-T-O-Meter. It's a free site. and. Um, you can Google it and it will give you the going property rent for everything within that area when you put in the amount of bedrooms. And it has been true to form. I'm telling you guys, true to form across the board. I'm able to use that and really get a good cap rate. So I really enjoy using something like that. And then we can figure out, of course, what your what your cost is going to be to purchase, what your total closing costs. So we want to analyze all of that and see if you this is really a good investment.
3: Definitely. You definitely want to put together that package. Um, investors, if you're a first-time investor, definitely having a good communication link with your realtor as well mm-hmm. as a knowledgeable loan officer is key. They're going to save you a lot of money, time, and stress. For sure. So definitely if you're on the fence, you want to become an investor, but you're not sure exactly how to go about doing it, definitely uh, give, give Essex Mortgage a call. Give us a call. Jessica is great. Um, I'll help you out as well.
2: We worked with a guy this last year, and um, he went in with a um, an alt loan. They had they had a um, a hiccup prior to that They came in with an alt loan we got the uh, duplex at 249 I was able to negotiate 6000 in way of closing cost credit they got a good deal they refied out of that 6 7 months later do you know it appraised at 375 and I knew it the, it was so under market in rent and there was you know repairs that needed to be done and I was able to it, it's I'm not tooting my own horn they there. this was a good property and they were able to pull the trigger quickly and they were able to refinance and they have a great amount of equity. So I love helping people do something like that. I mean, if if you're interested in this, I think you need to give John a call.
3: Yes, definitely. I would love to help out and uh, we'll get you back after this break. Okay. Coming right back. It's real life
1: lending with financial services expert, Eric Golofsky.
2: We are back. Happy Tuesday. I'm Jessica Couch. I'm filling in for Eric Olowski, and I have the pleasure of being tonight here with John Hulko, our VA guy, our VA guy from Rhode Island. Is that right, Rhode Good Island? Evening. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, John, we were chatting during the break about um, investment, properties. investment properties, and you brought up a really interesting point on rent control.
3: Yes. The local Sacramento government is getting together and is hoping for a November ballot. For rent control to to slow down the increase in rents. No, several, no, better, no, 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 no! That is going to mess up my game. Yeah, so it's definitely something uh, investors are keeping an eye on, as well as us here at Essex. Um, it, what what do you think it would do to the market? It's, a big it's not
2: going to help me out one bit. I'll tell you that. Um, I really. I'm able to analyze these properties and look at where rent growth is going to go. And for my landlords, um, you know, my investors that have be- you know become landlords, they have seen a 10 percent increase year after year. And the majority of these properties, like the one we talked about or just before the break, where they purchased at 249, we got a six thousand dollar credit. They refinanced it out of a, a higher interest rate loan, um, six seven months later, and the property was valued at 375. They did minimal amount of work to the property, cleaned it up. A little bit and and hiked the rent. The rent we got almost double, um, but I was I knew that based on where the Sacramento market was and using a free service called Rent O Meter. And there's a handy dandy app you can use for a cap rate. It's 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 pretty easy to do. Um, but if if Rent Control came in, that's really gonna mess up my game here. Yep. With uh... it's
3: definitely gonna be a curveball for the whole market, right? Um, investors especially, uh, and it's just. Will investors, you know, switch gears? Will they look start looking in different areas? Is that something to pay attention to as well? Um, because it is Sacramento the Great Area that's talking about uh, rent control. Right. So will that go throughout California? I'd- Don't think so, but we have to see how it's looking like. Right? Wow, definitely a lot of talk right now. The is behind it, big time. Uh huh. So it's just, uh, just again, this is one of those wait and see. Right. Right now, it's definitely gonna, you know, investors jump on that, jump on now, or do we wait? Wow.
2: Well, you know, I was just, I just remembered, you know, one of the things that comes up very often is the ten thirty one exchange. I have a couple that are selling their um, condominium, actually in Gilroy, and they're going to use a ten thirty one in order to um, defer the the taxes where they can purchase something else. It has to be equal or higher for their debt service. Um, but we were looking at some investment properties. He'd really like to get a four unit as I've helped other members of his family. So we just looked up a few four units for fun. Um, there's one on Lock Bray right now that would give us a 5% cap rate based on going rent. And I have another one right now in Norcade Circle. Norcade Circle is a great little um, community I'm, I'm pretty fond of. There is an HOA there but the area has been pretty cleaned up over the past 20 years. It's a better area now than it was 20 years ago. I'll say that. Um, and the HOA does does keep things intact as far as maintenance. So that property, although there is an HOA, you could get as much as a 6% cap rate if rents were raised. So of course we have to take into account you know, who's on a lease, who's not in a lease, who's month to month, what work needs to be done as they move out. But that's all part of analyzing a property. If you're working with John and I and a team like this, we're able to take in all of that in consideration and, and find the best case scenario for you and your family,
3: right yeah, definitely again, if you 're on that fence, we can do this very quickly to be honest with you. just all we need is an address and uh, the game plan or what the, the property's going to be for, and we can work out these numbers for you very quickly, um, or if you just have some questions, definitely reach out and we can shoot you those apps, and we can you know we'll share them as well. And uh, you, can, you can figure it out, you know, it's very easy and simple process and do it yourself. And just, we have to look at some properties and understand what you're looking at. So what's your number, John? 916-633-3277. My website is veteranloancloser.com.
2: Uh, John's your guy, veteranloancloser.com. I like it. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, guys. Thank you. Have a great night, John. All right. Have a good
1: night. It's real life lending with financial services expert, Eric Golovsky